Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. It's that time of night, you can't stay up tight. So come and join the people and I'm feeling all right. You run away. Oh boy, Overnight America continues. Text message, no more Bigfoot, but definitely more Bill Cleveland. Uh, Love listening to his stories. We spent a full hour with him tonight. And you can go find that in the podcast, kmox.com slash ONA. On the website is an easy direct link to it, or better yet, how about you find Overnight America wherever you get your podcast on your phone, on your whatever. If you have, for whatever reason, one of those chips that they implant into your mind, the Elon Musk chips, and you're one of the early adopters of it, and go ahead, just think about the podcast and have it pop up in your retinal or whatever they do on those things. Uh, which goes to show you how much I know about that technology. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I, I know. <laughs> So these storms that are rolling through, it's a nice little long line of these storms. And um, it looks like that one southern part of that trail is going to be hitting St. Louis here. I thought when we did weather at 1030, we would be getting it about an hour. But, yeah, some places still getting it right now. And it's still moving out through the Illinois. And, yeah, this rain, rain, go away. I got a lot of work I need to do outside in the yard. I have the in-laws coming in. And I needed to make it so my yard doesn't look like it's an abandoned property. We got a bunch of leaves I haven't picked up yet. And I should have picked them up over the weekend before all this rain came in. So nothing's worse than trying to get wet leaves off the ground. I don't know how I'm going to do that. I'm hoping Thursday I might get an opportunity. But now it looks like eh, probably not so much. (laughs) It's going to be still wet, I guess, when uh, I get up and start working through the day today. So let me open up the phone lines. 314-436-7900. We could uh, talk about that. I have a couple of clips from President Trump on Fox News, Dr. Fauci on KNX. Ben Shapiro said he's who he's going to vote for. And an unlikely supporter of President Trump is 50 Cent or 50 Cent. He's the rapper. Yeah. Um, He said he (laughs) what did he say? I'm trying to remember. He says, hey, he doesn't like black people, but man, vote for Trump anyway. That's his quote. (laughs) That's what he said. Oh, I don't know what to think of that endorsement. 
So maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later, too. I wanted to get to this one story. It's over in the Post-Dispatch. It says, company offering virtual learning programs for Missouri inadvertently release student information. This scares me a little bit because the way that they're handling this is they're saying, uh, you know, it's not that big of a deal. When your kids are involved in virtual learning and their information could somehow find their way onto the sales block, as in the company that's facilitating these virtual classrooms could somehow use this information, that it's not private, inherently private, and that it could be passed along or sold to a third party in some of the things that they're holding on to, that's not good and scary to me. Now, here's what happened, according to the Post-Dispatch article. It's a school district, uh, Herndon, let's see, online classes. uh, Okay, it says the pandemic forcing many school districts to offer online classes. A company called K-12 is offering the firm's pressing lawmakers and state school officials to erase some of the regulatory hurdles that would be necessary to do business in Missouri. K-12, they said, is uh, committed a significant data breach, according to emails obtained from the Post-Dispatch. In a letter, Missouri Department of Education and Secondary Education said that the company distributed a spreadsheet to lobbyists, lawmakers, and members of the state of education, uh, the Board of Education, that included personal information of students. So what they're trying to do is try to lower the regulation in Missouri so they can get in and do more business here. They don't like the way it is in Missouri. If anything, I think we should be trying to uphold personal privacies when it comes to your digital identity. But the different departments that look into the way technology is integrated inside of homes, virtual learning is still a big thing, and we don't exactly know how long it'll go on. And then some people may just prefer to do it. So how do you cater to them? You're going to have to have that technology around for a while. So apparently what they did was send this information over as part of this lobbying effort. And that information included the data of 1,600 students. So it included the student's name, uh, full name, that's first name, middle initial, last name, date of birth, place of birth. Place of birth? Why would the school have that in the database? Uh, Phone numbers, parents' names, shipping addresses, their physical address, their postal address. Uh, It says... All of this was included as part of the spreadsheet when they're passing this stuff around. 1,600 students here, uh, most of them from Missouri. Isn't that scary? So the companies that are doing these virtual learnings, they're keeping tabs on your kids. They're keeping databases. What other bits of information are they keeping on your kids? Are they using some sort of voice-to-text technology and they're trying to keep all of this saved? Um, Are they using some of this video? Are they taking screenshots without your knowledge? Are they... What, no, what are they doing? Seriously. Are they looking at habits inside of classrooms? Are they looking at indipi- individuals when they say a name and then they're logging things with them? Um, this is all questionable actions that I do not feel comfortable with. In fact, anyone here in Missouri, by the way, scares me when they look at this and say it doesn't really constitute a data breach. It doesn't give enough information for it to be considered a data breach. I don't like that. In fact, none of this stuff should be out there on the open. None of this stuff should be given as part of a third party without your permission. And no one should be automatically forced to have to submit to the idea that if you're using technology because you're forced to, and you're doing this because your school is forcing you to virtually learn, that somehow they can go out there and just take your information, what's being used on these devices, and just sell them. Just sell it anyway. Don't like that one bit. So all of this stuff needs to be very closely watched and make sure that there's got to be some 
way to uh, put a safeguard in there so the digital privacies of the individuals and we're talking about minors we're talking about children this stuff doesn't go out there it just shouldn't be the case and one other thing for parents to worry about is that really what you want to have to worry about one other thing you know you're already worried about what some of these teachers may see through these cameras or whatever it is right you know that you don't want teachers giving a hard time because you have you know a, a trump sticker or something in your house or uh, what was that one kid there was a bb gun or a nerf gun or something and they had the police called airsoft whatever it was uh so yeah and, and then that one student there was that very famous one he had a trump banner hanging up over his window or something like that one of those flags and uh he said no i'm not taking it down and they kicked him out of the class for it that's um you know you're worried about enough things that go down and if your kid's young enough you're also worried about the security of this thing and what they're seeing what they're learning what's being said to them in the classroom what the teachers are saying to them how they're presenting certain topics now you have to worry about one other thing is the device they're using not only spying on them but actively being sold by the company that they have to trust in order to get an education 314-436-7900 it's overnight america kmox KMOX is St. Louis's news, talk, sports, radio. And welcome back to Overnight America. We're here for a couple more, uh, well, a couple more minutes, I should say, about 40 more minutes. And then our replay hours from midnight until 2, you'll be able to catch some of the conversations that we had with Thomas Gilbert, author of How Baseball Happened, Outrageous Lies Exposed. Brad Young will talk about the wrongful death suit that was filed when that car crashed through the Starbucks on Olivet. And then in the 1 to 2 a.m. hour, the replay, Bill Cleveland is the author of Finding the American Dream. We'll talk about some road trips he's had, and we'll talk about where it's led him and some of the things he learned on those road trips, some very famous Missourians, or at least people that have ties to Missouri and St. Louis on that list. So I saw this article up, and this was something that was drawing a lot of people's attention. It was Ben Shapiro. He is someone that's extremely popular uh, online in circles. Uh, he has a radio show. I think he does a video component to it. He's a frequent guest on other news networks, best-selling author, speaker. I mean, he does just about everything. Young guy. I think we're about the same age. And Ben Shapiro is just wildly, wildly popular and somewhat controversial in the sense that he has some very strong views. He's not afraid to articulate those views. And I'm glad that he puts those views out there. He's a, I mean, he, he does a great job when it comes to explaining himself. Extremely intelligent, awesome at debates. So he's a commentator. He's got the Daily Wire, and he revealed who he plans on voting for in this upcoming election. Now, keep in mind, back in 2016, he did not vote for Donald Trump. OK, but this year he said, I am going to vote for Donald Trump. And he put out an eight minute video online talking about why he's deciding to vote that way. And I thought, oh, that's kind of interesting. So why would he, after you know not voting for him in 2016, decide to put the vote this year? I did not vote for Donald Trump in 2016. I am voting for Donald Trump in 2020. There are three reasons I'm going to vote for Donald Trump in 2020 when I didn't four years ago. First, I was simply wrong about Donald Trump on policy. Second. I wasn't really wrong about Donald Trump on character, but whatever damage he was going to do has already been done. And it's not going to help if I don't vote for him this time. And third, most importantly, the Democrats have lost their minds. So first of all, Donald Trump has governed pretty conservatively. I thought he would not be conservative in his governance. I was just wrong on that. Donald Trump radically cut regulation. You actually saw reductions in the number of man hours dedicated to dealing with regulation for the first time in a long time under Donald Trump. 
He appointed originalist judges to the best of his ability. We're talking dozens of them, textualist originalist judges who actually care about the role of the judiciary. He cut taxes, jogging the economy, raising it to heights not seen in half a century, the lost unemployment rate in half a century, people having their wages rise at the bottom of the spectrum. He appointed pro-life people to the executive branch and pursued pro-life policy via executive order. He dumped out of the idiotic Paris Accords, which were useless and counterproductive. He dumped the even more idiotic and evil Iran deal, which gave money to the Iranian mullahs to use for terrorism, as John Kerry freely admitted. Donald Trump crushed ISIS. He killed al-Baghdadi. He killed Qasem Soleimani. Donald Trump is the first president of my lifetime not to start any new wars, which is a kind of big thing. Okay. Some very big reasoning of why you would vote for a Donald Trump this time around. And it's not everyone's cup of tea. One thing he said, you don't have to love his Twitter account in order to vote for him. And I think a lot of people look at his character, Donald Trump's character, and use that as a disqualifier. Um, you know, naturally, back in 2016, I wasn't a fan of him. I, I would rather have seen uh, Ted Cruz get the nomination. I, I thought that he would have been a better president at the time. I, I think a lot of people like myself that really didn't have a lot of confidence that Donald Trump was the real deal, meaning that he was going to be able to do these things that he said that he was setting out to do. But I mean, he has accomplished an awful lot in the past four years, an awful lot. And I think he has exceeded the expectations of the doubters. And that's why you're seeing things like Ben Shapiro there. Now, I did vote for Donald Trump in 2016. I didn't have a problem voting for him over Hillary Clinton. And I won't have a problem voting for him this time around over Joe Biden. Um, here's Ben Shapiro's rant. He was talking about the Trump character. I have serious reservations, to say the least. Trump has some good qualities, right? He's a hammer in search of a nail. Sometimes he hits a nail. It's super satisfying. And sometimes he hits a baby, and it is far less satisfying. Trump hitting the media, it's often justified. I mean, the media have exposed themselves as just a pure dumpster fire of leftist garbage. They've treated him as an enemy from the very first day. They've promulgated false narratives. They've lied about things that he has said. They have taken the worst interpretation of everything he could possibly have said. That doesn't mean that Trump hasn't been vindictive or, or petty or immoral. He, he does all those things. Trump being unable to focus and willing to jump on any rake is not just immoral. It, it is very often stupid and counterproductive. I mean, you know my opinion on this. Everybody knows, okay, deep down in the cockles of your heart, no matter how much you love Trump, everybody knows the Trump administration with Trump on teleprompter more often and less on Twitter would be in a position to win the 2020 election more easily. Everybody also knows that Trump's tweets damage him with people who don't already love him. All of that is true, right? But all of it is not changing. There's a group of people out there who every time Trump tweets something newly stupid, they get newly enraged. I think most Americans, basically, this is all baked into the cake at this point. I think it's important, deeply important, for conservatives to criticize Trump when he requires it. When Trump does something bad, we should say it out loud. We shouldn't hide that. And that's why I've been calling balls and strikes on Trump as a president since the day he was elected. But 2020 is not 2016. Everything that is bad about Trump is already part of the system. It's already part of the new normal, for better or for worse. All right, so that was Ben Shapiro's case of why he's deciding to vote for Donald Trump in 2020. I like Ben Shapiro. I think that um, Ben Shapiro is a cool dude. In fact, I would like to meet him sometime. But uh, in, in the sense that whenever he puts something online, he's so popular in that sense. I think he's always looking for a debate. Like he wants an intellectual fight just to have some fun with it. You know, every once in a while he gets trending for something he says that gets taken out of context or whatever it is. But generally speaking, he's uh, someone I really enjoy. I don't get to listen or see his videos all that often. However, he is very much retweeted all the time, so I see his comments a lot that way. Uh, let's go to Bill. Welcome to Overnight America. 
Yeah, I just don't understand why you think the uh, the Donald Trump's God's gift to a world. Hmm. So, I mean, your words, of course, but what? Uh, why wouldn't you see a conservative's well, appeal remember, for everything he's accomplished? Now, I'm I'm in my mid sixties, and I remember when an acquaintance of mine, who's a cousin, delayed the tile in Trump Tower many years ago. And he screwed him out of $800,000, and the guy killed himself. And I've hated that guy since 40 years ago. See, and I, I don't know about that story, I mean, and we, I don't think anyone no, knows no, about that story. And no, it's and here's the thing. When you say that. these type of—no, no, hold on, Bill. When you say these type of claims, when you talk about he led to someone's suicide— you can't take that at face value, and that's part of the no, problem. You, it's easy for you to anonymous, anonymously come on and say things like that to try to attack him, but that that you know that comes out of left field. He has a record of screwing contractors, and I'm a contractor, and I know the, this family personally, and I've never cared for the guy because he has a reputation of cheating contractors, and that that's all I can speak to. Plus, I think he's a weasel. Mm. Um, but other than that, I mean, um, he's been caught in so many lies about, you know, oh, gosh, the COVID thing's going to go away. And I'm grateful that I've never gotten COVID. But I just I just I don't know how you can think this guy's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Mm. It's just dumbfounded you know, to me. Well, when, uh, you know, when Ben Shapiro came out and he was doing that, uh, and I, I just played it, it was like a minute and a half, and he listed what he probably thought were, what, the 10 or 15 most popular things that that he thought were good for Donald Trump. So if you're trying to figure out things that, why would people like him? I mean, we just had a whole bunch of them in a row. Well, I know you don't know who my friend is that laid the tile in Trump Tower. Have you ever been through Trump Tower? I have not. Okay, well, I went through there, and I saw when they built the place, and I uh, I don't know who Ben Shapiro is. All I know is the guy's lying to us about everything, and I just don't understand. I'm smarter than this guy. I mean, I just don't get it. I just don't get it why everybody thinks he's the greatest thing in the world. He's a horrible, horrible president. Horrible president and i just don't understand even republicans i don't think he's a horrible president i i think in fact there's a lot of different things he's done as president that is is very satisfying um so i don't see him as a horrible president i mean you can look at him as a person and say different things but as a president i think he's done a lot of great things uh so thanks for the call, Bill, and I appreciate the and that's part of what we run into when here, here's what we run into. I think there's so much things that have been shoved down people's throats that have been found out to be not true over and over and over again. And when people see this and then more gets shoved down their throat, like here, here comes a, another person to shove more untruths down someone's throat. And, you know, there might be some truth mixed in with it, but they'll look at it and say, no, this is all untrue. Uh, I'm just going to reject this because I'm done hearing what is just one wrong thing after another. And that's it. You know, people get turned off by that way of thinking. Um, I, you know, I don't feel like I need to play Ben Shapiro's thing again. That's his comments. I guess if you wanted to go see his video online, you can. 
But when I look at the last couple of years and the things that Donald Trump has done, um, and people hate the character of Donald Trump and say that he's you know terrible, I think that pales in comparison to the crazy that's been up against him the last four years. There has been absolute insanity from the Democratic Party that will do anything in their absolute power to try to uh, remove him, and then they'll go a little bit further than that. I mean, they'll go so far to the other side that you'll look at it and you'll say, wow, how in the world can anyone understand the reasoning of why they would want to do this? And I think that's just a part of the reason why so many people just reject the fair criticisms because it's fairly outweighed, uh, fairly outweighed and by, by a lot, the unfair criticisms. Uh, let's go to Kate real quick. Welcome to Overnight America. Yeah, I just want to comment on Bill's comment. I think Bill sure. has a real bad case of the green-eyed monster, clearly does not like extremely successful people. He's very jealous of this, going through Trump Tower, all the gold and all the opulence there. Just can't stand it, just just doesn't like it, and won't admit that the guy has uh, any success in his life that he didn't come by dishonestly. That's all. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Kate. Good to hear from you. Yeah, the comment of, you know, I'm smarter than this guy, it goes to show you there's probably a jealousy factor uh, built in, caked into that. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. I think there's a lot of people that um, would say, yeah, life. it would be a lot easier to vote for Donald Trump if there weren't all of these flaws. But, man, there's no way I'd be willing to give up what we have saw the last four years policy-wise in order to try to prove a point. And no, I'm nowhere near that. This is Overnight America KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. News Radio 1120 KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. And welcome back. Uh, we're together for another 20 minutes or so. And if you want to call in, you can, or you want to text in, you can at 314-436-7900. Uh, President Trump did an interview on Fox, and he had a couple of different things to say, one of which was about Dr. Fauci. And he's been saying these Dr. Fauci things the last couple of days, not too complimentary. And here, you can listen to one yourself. The only thing I say is uh, he's a little bit sometimes not a team player, but he is a Democrat. And 
Um, I think that he's just fine. It's a view. We have others. Scott Atlas is fantastic, but they go after him so much. He has a different view. By the way, everybody has a different view. Different views are everything. Doesn't mean they're wrong or they're bad people, but people have different views. But to be clear, Mr. President. I make the decisions. Of course. And we've saved millions of lives by the decisions I've made. Okay, so that was it. And it's kind of an up and down relationship, it seems, between the two of them. At times, they seem to be getting along. Other times, Trump will come out there and call the people that work around him idiots. (laughs) It goes back and forth. Uh, Dr. Fauci on KNX uh, radio station about the criticisms he's heard so far. Well, you know, it depends if you take it personally. I focus totally on the health and the welfare of the people of this country. That's what I've devoted 50 years of my career towards, 36 of which were as the director of this institute. That's the only thing I really care about. That other stuff, you know, it's like in The Godfather, nothing personal, strictly business. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> you know, I just want to do my job and take care of the people of this country. That's all I want to do. All right. Well, uh, good for Fauci. You know, that's, that's the right approach to it. Definitely a classier way than what you heard during some of the rallies. But I think they understand, I guess, when tensions are high and you have a problem you're dealing with together, these sort of things sometimes get uh, taken out of context or in some cases amplified larger than what they really are. Uh, Let's go to Chris, who's on the line. Welcome to Overnight America. Well, you say there, stranger. Hey, haven't heard your voice in a while. What's going on? Well, it's it's been a few months. I just, I want to say the best, uh, all the best to uh, you and your family and uh, beautiful uh, uh, Lily there, if you're... uh, Wait, Your has it girl? been a few months? I thought you called in a couple weeks ago. Maybe not. No, I no, I didn't. No, no, no. It's been so, it's been a few months. Like when when you were you're off for the uh, the family leave and uh, oh so, sure yeah I yeah. see. You, well, at least you didn't uh, call me Wreckmeister or something this time around. So, Chris, what's going no, on? <laughs> no, the, the, the distinguished uh, Ryan Wrecker. So uh, <laughs> let's what what Bill had to say that that bothered me. Why? Why, man, don't you just go after Judge Judy and LeBron James or go after the the Hollywood uh, glitterati? I just, it, President Trump has worked for what he has. And, I, okay, the man's not a saint, but, uh, you know, we all have our faults. But uh, it, I just, it, I don't know if that contractor uh, of story is true or not, but it, it seems... I uh, go go along with you, Ryan. It seems like there's a uh, uh, quite a twinge of uh, jealousy there. Yeah, that was another caller that said that they that's what they well, were picking up on something. But um, I think it's par for the course. I think most people that really hate Donald Trump, um, it, it, it they're not really guided by a rational opinion in the sense that they just want to try to spout out everything that they've heard said about him. Um, you know, I, I think it's. I think it's a, a type of person that has flaws, but man, as a president, and I got to say as a Republican or a conservative in that sense, you look at the things that he's implemented, he's done some awesome things in that way, and I would want to see more of that in the next four years as opposed to the reversal of that with Joe Biden. Well, exactly. He's done a lot in a short time, and uh, the, the fact that he's not a, he was not a career politician is a plus, and uh, I just, in comparison, I just, uh, Biden is just a, a a blank slate. I I just don't, you know, any any, I guess any few rallies he showed up to, he just hasn't garnered the uh, excitement. And uh, it, 
I think Rush said on his show today he's never outlined maybe once what what his plans are. And I think President Trump's very articulate, and he just he gives an outline of what he wants to do. I mean, maybe not everybody agrees maybe with his approach, but uh, I I think I think the man has his uh, head square on his shoulders, and you know you're, you're not going to please everybody. All right. Well, good to hear from you. So good, uh, and call back again sometime soon, Chris. We'll see you soon. Uh, and if you go to KMOX.com, by the way, when you're talking about people that you don't expect to hear are endorsing or at least saying they're going to vote for Donald Trump is the rapper 50 Cent. He is urging his followers to vote for Trump. And you can see this uh, headline at KMOX.com. He tells his followers, vote for Trump even though he doesn't like black people. This is the quote that's at the headline. So essentially what he's saying is if you were to look at the tax rate and under Joe Biden's tax plan, some of these different states where a lot of the entertainers live, California, 62 percent tax rate under Joe Biden's tax plan. New York City, 62 percent. New York State, 58 percent. New Jersey, 60 percent. So some people look at that and they say, you got to be kidding me. And then you have some celebrities who have work their entire life to build some wealth for themselves and they're making some money and they look at this and they say you want to take 60 percent of my income you're out of your tree so Vinny <laughs> Sen comes out and he says these things <laughs> who in the world would have thought only in 2020 would you see these sort of things uh let's go to randy who's holding on welcome to overnight america good evening good evening how you doing very good well i was just calling to say climate control is real and for someone to say that it doesn't exist, it's, it's something wrong. When you have natural, the natural disasters and the fires, that's what got the economy going. When people lose everything and the factories have to go into overtime, that's what gets the economy rolling. The president didn't do that. And I would just like to say, as me being the father of a young lady, I wouldn't want nobody to feel because they have money that they could take liberty and grope her and grab her. And not just that, he's married to an immigrant. But he doesn't want to let immigrants. Our country is founded and based upon people coming in in New York. That's what this country is about. I don't believe that people should come in illegal. But when they're coming in legally and you don't want them here, that's not good. And one more other thing is that the Supreme Court, she passed and she acts just out of respect of her service given to the country. They should have upheld the, the vote this procedure that they're going through to put this person in office because they didn't even give Obama's guy a chance. They didn't even give him the, the, the time of day. And that wasn't right. You know, the Democrats and the Republicans both need to work together. Me, myself, I consider myself an independent and I'm going to vote on the person that I feel is going to get the job done. At the same time, too, if you call the people that give them their time and service to this country out of their name and call them something other than heroes, that's not uh, becoming of the president of the United States. And not just that, to break ties with people that we form alliances with since the late 1800s, early 1900s. A lot of countries don't feel the same about our country just because of his leadership. Whenever, no president in the history has people say, we don't want him to come here. We don't want him here not just here in the, in the United States, but abroad. That's not, that's not a good president. A president that uses profanity on national TV, that's not somebody that should be leading the country. Somebody that forges their documents and, and doesn't want to release their tax records. And, and then not just that, Russia. 
Russia shouldn't be considered a friend. Even though the Cold War, I was born in 66. I can remember asking my mother, why are they sticking those dogs on these people? And for us to try to come together instead of division and dividing, that's what he do. He's doing that. It's signs and symbols in the things that say it undercover or slighted of words. But people need to understand that this country should not be in the position that it's in now. Yeah. I mean, you said a lot there, Randy. I should have wrote down some of them, but I would say about... 90% of them I would disagree with, and probably most of them. But the, some of the things that you do mention there, number one, Russia endorses Joe Biden, by the way. So let's not <laughs> let's not make it look like Russia loves Donald Trump and vice versa. I mean, the two have been pretty tough on each other. Immigration, Donald Trump wants uh, legal immigration. And when he closed off borders, it was for either dangerous countries or in the sense of the pandemic and what we saw coming out of China, it was for the safety of traveling out of that Wuhan, China area. So immigration-wise, he wants legal immigration. And by the way, Barack Obama deported a lot more people than Donald Trump. You can look that up, too. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, you can talk about the power that the Senate had at the time when it came to confirmation during Obama's years. And since they had the ability to hold off on that thing, they did. I think the Democrats could have pushed it harder, but they didn't. And because they thought, I think, Joe, uh, that uh, Hillary Clinton was going to get in anyway. But here we are today. The Republicans not only have the White House and they have the enough votes in the Senate to put something through, so they're going to use their power in order to do this. So why wait for it? By the way, after the nonsense that we saw during the Kavanaugh hearings, why in the world would we show any courtesy to the uh, Nancy Pelosi's and the Chuck Schumer's of the world after the garbage that they pulled on that whole procedure and on him? Absolutely terrible and despicable uh climate change uh i guess we see certain things but if you want to talk about the paris climate accord we pulled ourselves out of that terrible deal which yes it was a terrible deal it really didn't have the rest of the country stepping up to the plate like the united states and you'll be happy to know when it comes to carbon emissions which is a big part of it we actually dropped lower than what we were anticipating to drop during that deal while we were under it so we're still doing fine without it it just means we don't have to be controlled by another foreign entity i honestly i don't even know how many different things do i really need to rebut here all of these are just like talking points that you see on social media there's like a meme on someone's account and like oh look at this here's a bunch of talking points that I'm just going to spout off. So that, I think that's what we get into. I, I think we get into that a lot of these topics, they're a lot deeper than what you see on a picture on someone's Facebook account. So we just got to be careful for those things. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. It's Overnight America KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com on KMOX. Overnight America is going to wrap things up here at midnight. We, we got time for a couple more calls, so I'm glad you're hanging on. Uh, let's go to Zane. Welcome to Overnight America. Well, how are you doing? Good. Very good. All right. You know, I, uh, listened, I was listening to you earlier. And I, saw, I really never catch this program because I'm usually not listening this late. And uh, one of the comments that you made was you were for Cruz. I'm, I was in that same boat. But I voted uh, for uh, for Trump reluctantly, thinking, what am I going to get? Am I going to get a guy who only half-heartedly makes an effort or six months down the road decides, you know what, I got more money than God. I don't need the aggravation of the Democrats. You know, uh, I didn't know. But I got to tell you, I'm 71 years old. I have not seen a better president. Uh, he mm. even outdoes Reagan. He, 
all the things he's accomplished. And I uh, haven't heard anybody mention this lately, uh, in the last few days anyway, but uh, look at what he's done in the Middle East. My God. How oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, yeah, and how many times have we said to ourselves it would be impossible to find any peace there? And even that, he's starting to bring some nations that they never thought would be able to. Yeah. What a great first step. And these are these are actual steps that are happening. By the way, who is the first president you voted for? Uh, first one I voted for was Nixon. Um, oh, so it goes back, first, yeah. I've been, I've been paying attention since I was a kid, uh, ever since um, it was uh, oh, uh, Kennedy. Um, wow. Yeah. So I, was, I was for Kennedy, and uh, then I came. I wasn't old enough to vote, and I was for Goldwater. Uh, that was he got he got creamed. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but no, I've been paying attention for a long time, and I'll tell you what I think a uh, big problem is is most people don't pay attention, or the only attention they pay to or the, the only attention I pay is to, frankly, the mainstream media. And you know, it's almost becoming a, a cliche, but fact of the matter is, Trump doesn't get it, and even break from these people at all. Hmm. You know, very good. And, well, and I'm glad you called in, Zane. And you should you should stay up late more often. I'd like to hear from you again in the future. I, all right. I wish I could. I, I've enjoyed your program, <laughs> and uh, right. I wish you well. Thank you. Have a good night. Uh, let's go to Larry, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Good, good evening. Good hearing from you. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Doing all right. So, so Randy, in his dissertation, forgot to mention that the unemployment rate amongst the blacks is as low as it's ever been in the nation's history. And, you know, Trump gets referred to adamantly as a big liar. What is was one of was one of Hillary's virtues telling the truth all the time, or am I confused? <laughs> Thank you. Or any politician in general. Thanks, Larry. Yeah, that's what politicians are known for. But I think that when it comes to the scrutiny of Donald Trump, I think anything he says, they purposely manipulate it to be a lie. So either it's taken out of context or in some cases he may be joking about it. Like, let me give you a perfect example of something they chalked up for a lie. There was a news story that came out that said that the uh, grease from McDonald's French fries had been linked to hair growth. And Donald Trump responded to that and said, that's why I have such a great, beautiful head of hair. Something along those lines. It's an obvious joke. It was a funny joke. They fact checked him and called him a liar for it. (laughs) So they they add it to the list. You got to be kidding me. That's what we're up against. So that's it's discredited. And by the way, when they talk about this odometer that's rolling over so many times based on, oh, he's told a million and a half lies since he's been in office. That's the thing. You know, even if you had an itemized list of this, I wonder how many of them you'd be able to dispute. And part of the problem is that they're just not honest in the way that they present it. So, uh, again, it's one of those things that just get completely ignored. And if you wanted to criticize him on any specific thing he said, then you're fine to do that. But if you bring up the counter, then I I roll my eyes and say, you got to be kidding me. Just another one of the uh, hit jobs that you see in a lot of different uh, media. A lot of print media likes to do that sort of thing. Well, that'll well about do it for us here on Overnight America. We have the replay hours coming up uh, after midnight here. You'll get your news, and then we'll talk about uh, that wrongful death lawsuit that was filed today based on that car that went through that uh, Olivet Starbucks, and Brad Young's going to talk about if 
he thinks they have a case. Uh, we'll talk to Thomas Gilbert, an author of a book that looks at the history of baseball. Super cool there. And then one to two, local author, Finding the American Dream. His name is Bill Cleveland. Great conversation about some notable people here in Missouri and just taking that road trip around and enjoying the old open road, listening to the old classic tunes and definitely not putting fast food in your car because he is uh, deathly afraid of that sort of thing. So uh, we'll be back again tomorrow night starting at 8 o'clock. If you want to reach me between now and then, go to Facebook. Ryan Wrecker Radio is how you do it. Make sure to go like that page too. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. My heart beats with the lonely rain Wishing I could see your face again Change the dial on the radio Find something playing kind of bluesy and slow If things were only like they used to be We'd be lying in love tonight I wish you'd call me on the stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app 